Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 545, recorded live on Sunday, January 28th, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who forgot Watt's Law, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who has Even I Remember Pie drilled into his brain, Andy Lowe. Hi. Even I Remember Pie? Yes. E equals IR, P equals IE. Yep, E being voltage. Yes. Yeah. So I I remembered that, actually, surprisingly enough, from my electronics class at um, WCC. What I didn't remember was the fact that I needed to actually do that. <laughs> Which is to say I ended up driving two watts power through a resistor that had a quarter watt rating. Yeah, that doesn't work. Nope. And and so it kind of, um, well, Laura got to learn about the magic smoke that makes electronics work. Yep, 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 yep. Because once the magic smoke is released, it no longer works. <laughs> Which was funny because yeah, on your the the calculation little chart that you sent me, yeah, literally in the corner, it had, talks about the power. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right there. Yeah, it is. It is part of that. Absolutely, it is. And I just didn't kind of think about that. I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Everything looks great. Yeah, totally good. And then it just like smoke. I'm surprised um, you didn't burn anything else out in the process. No, because the current was still the same current. Yeah. So that was that was fine. Like the resistor, it didn't like pop the resistor. It just the resistor started burning. And then if it had popped the resistor, I mean, it would have just broken the circuit. And so it would have just shut down. Um, Besides, when resistors heat up, the the resistance goes up. Right. Uh trying to remember this uh yeah even i remember pi well yeah but then you're talking about structural failure of resistors it actually kind of um yes because heated metal does not conduct electricity as well as super cooled metal so yes the the resistor was it was just even reducing the current yeah so but uh (laughs) it didn't survive uh, I mean, it it did. I stopped it before it went to like catastrophic failure. But uh, all the LEDs lived; they all survived. And I replaced the single resistor with two resistors, but not in series or parallel, because I like I don't remember the basic electronic principles here. But if I put the two resistors in series or parallel, it's basically one resistor, and so it's the same amount of power going through it. Yeah, you start working on uh, voltage dividers and things like that. If you start putting them in um, uh, in series, right. parallel just acts like a... If they're in series, they act like a single larger resistor. In parallel, they act like a single smaller resistor. Yes. That's how resistors work. Yes. But, but if you put one resistor on one side of the lights and one resistor on the other side of the lights... That actually cuts the power in half to each of them. Yeah, it's a yeah. Then it's a voltage divider th- between the two things. 
Mm-hmm. I, oh, geez, this is <coughs> this is stuff I haven't touched in a while yet. You know, like high school. Well, no, I I took some uh, <clears throat> electrical engineering courses in uh, at KVCC. Oh, cool. Because I had a feeling, you know, because I wanted to go into broadcast engineering, so I'm like, could oh. could come in handy. Yeah. So I just a little. I was taking IT courses at the same time as taking electrical engineering courses, and I'm like, okay, you know, whoever picks me up first, you know. Yeah. So I I made the whole thing. I made the circuit. It worked. It still works. It has not exploded. I'm very happy. Uh, I did change it so that instead of driving it from a 12-volt power source, it drives it from a 5-volt power source, which is to say it drives it from USB. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found that the 12-volt power source that I was using was actually delivering 17 volts. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Might explain why the router kept having problems, too. Yeah, was, I can was, see that. It was this little, um, uh, um, 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 what, what am I thinking of? What's the words? It's a, like a USB power, not USB. It's a, a dongle, right? The, the wall plug. Wall wart. Yeah, sure. Wall wart. Um, yeah. and it's rated for 12 volts, 500 milliamps. And it was not 12 volts, 500 milliamps. It was 17 volts. <laughs> Which is like half again as much. Yeah, that could it, that could it wasn't even like up a little bit. wavering, right? It wasn't like sixteen point eight or something. No, it was friggin' seventeen even. It was seventeen point zero zero. And this was the one that came with the router. <clears throat> yep. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I've got a uh, well, I've got a I've got a linear audio amplifier and a distribution amp as well set up in one of our studios, and I think the power supply on it is failing. Because it, it, it freaks out, and then all I do is unplug it and plug it back in again, and then it starts working fine for a bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, I didn't have to, you know, look up on the company website for it to tell me, hey, unplug it and plug it back in again. <laughs> is, is that what the company website told you to do? Well, okay, so for those who were not, you know, privy to this, uh, yesterday I got a call from work saying that one of our network drives... Uh, was beeping loudly and had a red light on it. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, crap, you know, maybe we've got a, we've yeah. got a hard drive failure. Sounds like something bad. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get all dressed and I drive into work on the weekend and I get in there. It's, you know, it's a good, you know, 15-minute drive. And then, you know, I get in there and I look at the hard drive and I, it's got a red light and it gives me an error message. And I'm like, okay. Go look up the error code. Yeah, I'll look up the error code, and I'll see what the company wants me to do. And hold on, I got to get the exact wording on this thing. Error code on company website says, unplug the power code, it's not even power cord, it's power code, of the NAS and reboot it. If the error still persists, contact service center for repair. Did you try unplugging it? And plugging it back in. Yes, I did that, and it's working fine now. But really, that's your official response? Well, I mean, if it's working. <laughs> but I... Uh, that's just... That's their, that's their 
even on their webpage, it's ridiculous because it looks like they even just copied and pasted that. I'm opening up the, the page right now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they out of the errors that they list on here, five of the errors are exactly that said again. It's like they, somebody, first off, didn't even, like, you know, read what they wrote because they would have realized it's power cord. But then they also just literally copied and pasted it for five other error messages. <clears throat> Where can you get good help these days? So sorry, I just had to get that off my chest because it's really, yeah, the oh. company, the official line is reboot the machine and let us know. That's unfortunate. Have you been talking for like the last 10 seconds, by the way? No. Okay. The quality just did some weird stuff. Okay. You're back, though. Okay. So, yeah, that's, um, we both had little electronics, not really experiments, I guess, but yours wasn't an experiment. Yours was just troubleshooting a broken network drive that said, turn it off and turn it back on again. Yeah. I, I felt like I got to, like, actually create something. I felt really good about it. Well, that, no, you actually did create something. Yeah. Do you want one? Uh, no, I think I'm okay. All right. You sure? Yeah. Because I've got, like, I had to order parts for this, right? So you got a big bag of parts. I, I ordered, like, a lot of parts for this. Because, like, I needed the resistors and I needed the LEDs. But when you order the LEDs, they're like, yeah, here, it's like five bucks for a pack of a hundred. <laughs> And this is how electronic hoarding starts. Right. Because, like, what am I supposed to do with this pack of 100? I used 12. Yeah, it's... Ugh. I was going through the old engineer's office, and, you know, I just stumble upon, you know, like, coils of, you know, different gauges of wire in different color. And, you know, a yeah. big box of all, oh, you know... Oh, yeah. I, I had to order wire, too. So... Now downstairs, I have uh, six different colors of wire. Because, you know, the color makes a, a huge difference oh, yeah. in the wire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let me see. Let me tell you how much wire I have. I have 25 feet of single-core copper wire. Stranded or solid? Uh, I think it's solid. Two conductor parallels. So I haven't actually looked at it because I didn't need it. Oh, no. Stranded. Okay. Damn it. I wanted it to be solid. I much prefer solid. It's yeah, just so no. much easier to work with. Electrical tip uh, of the day. Then, solid yeah. wire is good for wires that do not move. Yeah. This wire doesn't move. Yeah. Uh, and then I have blue, black, green, red, and yellow silicon-covered uh, stranded wire. It's not even copper wire. Yeah, it's probably an aluminum. Uh, 24 gauge. Copper coating. I don't think it's even, like, it's just silver wires. Oh, so it is probably just, yeah. So I don't think it's even copper. No. Uh, might be like tin. Oh, it's tinned copper, I think. So you got 24 gauge wire was the last thing I heard. I have, yeah, so I've, I've got the wire and I have, like, I don't even want to think about how many thousands of resistors I have sitting downstairs now. See, that's that's the problem is, you know, okay, so yes, I get that, you know, brick and mortar stores can't compete in certain aspects with 
Amazon, Monoprice, but, uh, Mauser, but like, why not? DigiKey. Well, I go to my Radio Shack, you know, I go to the Radio Shack store and be like, you know, I need a two watt, you know, 500 in, you know, 500 ohm resistor. They would have to keep all those in stock. Right. But it's not like they go bad. No, but it's They don't just, need to be refrigerated. It's, it's square footage. It's storage space. Yeah, I guess. I keep but, thinking every time I, I go to Michael's. Yeah. I keep thinking they have a huge opportunity right there. For right? selling arts and crafts? For selling electronics parts to hobbyist electronics. Oh, so kind of like Hobby Lobby. Does Hobby Lobby sell resistors? Uh, no, but they could. Then, no, not like Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what Radio Shack used to do, right? If you think of nerdy crafting, you think of Hobby Lobby and Michael's and Joanne Fabrics. And actually, Joanne's is probably the one in the best place because their stores are just so big. How much space do they need to devote to this? Not much. Heck. They're doing, like, hobbyist electronics. All right, here we go. Idea. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of my brain. Go. Best Best Buy already yeah. subleases some of their square footage to companies like Apple and Samsung. Yeah. They just, you know, take some of that square footage to, you know, uh, some sort of like DigiKey or something like that. It's already an electronics store. People are already sometimes going in there for, you know, the See, last but, minute. But I think I... I I get what you're saying. Like, it's an electronics store. Of course, you could find electronics parts there. But they are consumer electronics. They aren't a hobby store. If I need a computer power supply. Yep. You no, know, I, I know that I could find one at right. Best Buy. But you're not looking for a computer power supply. You're looking for a 5-volt input and wire and resistors. But yeah, no, what I was trying to go for was the fact that, you know, if a few years ago, if I needed, you know, one specific resistor for something, I could have gone down to the Radio Shack down the road and picked yep. up that one resistor. Oh, absolutely. Not, you know, a pack of 100. Because what the frick am I supposed to do with 99 more of them? You know, maybe I'll keep like a spare um, or two. Andy? Yeah. Andy. Oh, nope. I just had some timeouts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it actually you? This time it was actually me. Okay. Uh, last thing I heard was could go to Radio Shack and pick up resistors, right? But and like I'm saying a resistor, not be, a... right? And I'm saying there should still be a place for that. And I think that that place is like Joanne's or Michael's. I think they're missing out on a potential market. But it's hard to fight the price of DigiKey and Mauser and correct. Yeah, where did where did you order your resistors from? Just curious. Amazon, somewhere <laughs> in China. Because there's no place nearby to go and pick one up. I was ready to walk out the door to go to Joann's or Michael's, but neither of them have it. No. The only think, like, like, hobbyist electronic shop, there is a hobbyist electronic shop in Madison, but their hours are like limited. They were closed. So I was willing to go and pay in person to just get the part that I wanted. Yeah. Oh, dang but it. I was, I was very sad. Yeah. What? Well, no, I was oh, just curious. Daddy. I was curious just to see if, you know, Menard sold resistors. Nope. But they auto-corrected it to registers. <laughs> Menard's registers? Well, you know, like your HVAC 
mm-hmm. floor register and stuff. Yep. Not, you know, resistors. Right. That would be another place I could do it. You know, Menards. Menards? I guess, like Menards and Home Depot. But again, yeah. when you think of that, you're thinking of like large project. I'm thinking like makers, like hobbyists. Yeah. Who are already going to need other stuff in that store anyway. I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there, there needs to be a place for them. But it's a very, very niche market. Right. And right now, the only place is Amazon or DigiKey. Or Mauser. Or Mauser? Mauser. M-O-U-S-E-R. Isn't that Mauser? All right, Mauser. But, like, what's the smallest thing I could order from them? Uh, I think the smallest thing I've ordered was, like, a pack of five of um, some of the 2-watt resistors that I was using for uh, rebuilding a phono uh preamp for some turntables for the uh college station oh my god oh yeah i forgot about jamco too j-a-m-e-c-o power rating if i want a three watt resistor three watt uh a hundred not micro ohms i don't need micro ohms oh my god (laughs) three watt micro ohm resistor has to be like the size of a pinhead well, no, it's it's got to be big because it's going to be pulling a whole lot of wattage through there. But the, the micro-ohm resistor has just got a pretty low resistance rating. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, this is this this is overkill. Like, this is cool, but it's overkill. Like, as a hobbyist, I don't, I wouldn't want to try and make my way through this thing. I can't admit, yeah, one of these things is, like, five bucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, one of them is $3.75. Which makes sense because a a micro ohm but three watt resistor is pretty impressive. I want like a hundred ohms. But yeah, no, I still have to go through half of the office downstairs there, and hope the next bag I probably take it up to the makers group up in Grand Rapids because he's got two like not toolbox but you know like a like a toolbox sized thing with a whole bunch of little tiny drawers and he's got them all labeled mm-hmm. for resistance and uh power ratings for the resistors nice very nice which you know it's great and i'm sitting there thinking of how many like hundreds of dollars is literally in this box just in components but they're components i'm never going to use or that you'll use once yeah yeah so this like, is you know, you know what I, I need i need lend to well except that this isn't really lending i wonder what could you do that what? Well, so I have all of these resistors now. Yes. Right? And I'd be willing to sell, like, any of them for a friggin' quarter. Because they just aren't worth that much. Yeah. So what if anyone in my neighborhood needed a, like, 10-ohm resistor? Who in your neighborhood is going to need a 10-ohm resistor? Anyone who's doing hobbyist electronics. It's a thing, Andy. I feel like it's not as big of a thing as you think it is. It is not is. a very big thing. No. So maybe not my neighborhood, but in the city, there are hobbyist electro- electricians in the city. Well, yeah, who then probably, if they're going to order from somebody, they'll, they'll order from DigiKey. They'll order it, right. But my point is they shouldn't need to order it. Okay, here's a better idea. Yeah. DigiKey and Mauser or somebody else does an electronic component buyback. Ooh. 
where I could send them back all the resistors that I'm not using. Yes, you you buy they sell them by the pack, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll go, okay, you send us, you know, whatever you don't use back to us. We're going to pay you, you know, pennies on the dollar, but it's we're we're not wasting electronics, you know. Yeah, not we're wasting know, toxic fuel stuff to in just landfills. move it back and forth. Like if they just sent me one. Can I actually buy I a single resistor from them? Hold on. You can from Mauser. Okay. But it's like, so here's a, a resistor I was looking at is um, a hundred was a 650 ohm three watt resistor is a buck 40. And I don't even want to know what the shipping is going to be on that. <laughs> oh, geez. I found a pack here for minimum quantity at DigiKey was 5,000. <laughs> yep. Hey, oh, you're and paying, they have you're zero paying, you know, of these in stock, which means that they need 12 weeks to get them from the factory. Yeah. Oh, no, you can buy some resistors here. A single resistor is $0.10. Cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what the shipping costs are. <laughs> like, even if it's $2, that's a significant portion of the cost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Shipping cost estimator. Here we go. I feel Just like curious. there should be a better thing out there. Right, there should be a better way to do this. Yep, if I uh if I get it sent via first class mail, three dollars and seventy five cents for my ten cent resistor. Yep. So yeah, I'd probably just find out what component I needed and see if it's on Amazon. Let Amazon, you know, pay the prime shipping. I actually had to order some stuff off of uh eBay the other day because nobody around here had held it. And that's not, that's not electronics. That's actually like physical hardware because we've got it we've got a, a bench by our our side door here mm-hmm. that is uh it was too short for two rows of shoes because it has a little yes. it you, has you a, mentioned this like two weeks ago on the show oh and that i actually had to order the uh screws the from china yeah because because you used like metric and non-metric yep yeah yep. okay you mentioned so it it's was not it successful just, yes this was your project right because yeah. i was working on on the led thing you were working on this Yes, it was successful. Let me see if I can send you the picture. Well, I've actually seen the picture. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, well, then never there's mind. This, there's this thing called Facebook. What? You're actually on Facebook? I've actually been spending more time on Facebook than I would admit. <laughs> I actually posted something on Facebook that wasn't, you know, <clears throat> a picture or a haiku. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that? Uh, the f- the fact that I had the Katamari Damashi theme stuck in my head, and it literally like came out of nowhere. So, wait, say that again? Katamari Damashi. Oh, yeah, that it was in your head. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, by the way. <laughs> I I had to spread the love. I just the had to love? Sp- the, the virus. Love, yeah. You spread the virus. Let's be clear. What you had was a mind virus. Yep, it was an earworm that just got stuck in there. It's good times, though. Um, should we actually talk about topics? I guess we can. Speaking of brick and mortar, though, we can segue this. Except I can't understand a word you're saying because it's coming across very garbled. Yeah, I just had two more packet drops there. I'm... Okay, so yeah, that one was definitely me again. Okay. Um, but I was going to try and uh, talk about uh, actual topics. Okay, I, I suppose we can. We probably should at some point. Yes, 
but I was going to segue this when we're talking about, you know, brick and mortar stores closing, the fact that, you know, Toys R Us has announced um, that their stores closing. By yeah. the way, did you did you hear that Amazon's like cashless store has already had shoplifting? <laughs> oh, that's Which, funny. There's no way to tell if it was intentional or not. Yeah. I I was just they they told me just to put it in, you know, my bag, so I just put it in my bag. It, it, the, the store told me to just walk out with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we talked about at some point how the uh, Toys R Us had filed for bankruptcy. Oh, my God. Andy. Andy. Yeah. I cannot. You, there's something going on, dude. Topics. Topics. Yes. We should hit these before my Internet goes out again. 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 What the heck is going on over there? I'm not um, sure. I'll have to dig into all right, it. But so Toys, some... R, Toys R Us. We were talking about Toys R Us when it went out. Yes. Toys R Us is closing 182 of their stores. Uh, is this because they're going through chapter 11? Uh, yes. Chapter 7 or chapter 11? One or the no, other? No, it's chapter 11. Okay. Uh, that's the, like, we're seriously bankrupt, we're really sorry, let's restructure and try again. Yep, yep. So there are two in Wisconsin, Dave. Yep. One on the north side of Madison. Yep. Uh, which is not the one near me. Oh. So actually, one of the ones in Madison is surviving. The, the one here in Kalamazoo is surviving, but the surprising bit is the fact that both of them in Ann Arbor are, are gone. Yeah. Are, I'm, it's been a long time, unfortunately. I don't remember. Are there just the two in Ann Arbor? Yes, I do believe so. Arborland and... Uh, the one on Carpenter, over by Meyer. Okay. They're not that far away from each other. Perhaps that's a reason. Uh, where's the heck is the locator? Uh, store locator. Here we go. Uh, put in an Ann Arbor zip code. Yep. Uh, the next nearest one is over uh, in Northville or in Livonia. So that kind of sucks for Ann Arbor. Yeah. I guess people are getting their toys off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that seems to be the theme so far this week. Online uh, retailers. Well, Amazon doing what Amazon does, and just obliterating brick-and-mortar stores, and then having their own problems in their own store. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, okay, so that's that's kind of sad. Like, those Toys R Uses have been there for a long time. Yep. I remember going to that one in Arborland many, many, many moons ago. How many moons ago? Many moons. Many, many moons. Many, many moons. Okay. Uh, tech news. Happier tech news. Okay. Falcon Heavy. Oh, yeah, they, they did they the static fire, engines. didn't they? Yeah. And again, the Falcon Heavy is really just like three Falcon 9s welded together, right? Pretty much, yeah. Gosh darn, that thing is just... That is so cool. So, supposedly, the uh, early in a week or so, he said, back on the 24th. Yep. So, sometime this week... Question uh, probably next week. I think it was like February 6th, somewhere around there. What's the estimated date? So that should be fun. I'll have to, I'll have to take a time off of work there for a little bit just to, you know, get the web stream yeah. up and going. I may just do it at work. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, if it is on Monday or Friday, I'm set because I'll be in the office that week. 
if it is Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, it may be a, hey, guys, hang on one sec. Before we go on to this next chapter, we're all going to watch this video because it's cool. Well, I I gave you the uh, the the we reviewed the SpaceX app, right? App, yep. yeah. Does it say? Well, you can have it set up there where it will alert you as soon as the web stream is live. Yeah. Well, I'm a little like busy most of the time. <laughs> well, you know they'll also announce when the uh, the 24 hour countdown has started as well. So then you can kind of you know be on edge, and then it will alert you, hey, web stream is live, and then you can be like, okay, hold on, right. Sorry, take guys. A little, uh, take, pause. take a little break. We're going to take a 10-minute break, a 20-minute break. <laughs> uh, other hardware news. There's two things. Um, one, Fitbit has officially said that they are stopping the support of the Pebble in June. Wasn't that what everyone was afraid of when they bought the company? Yeah, pretty much. They were like, hey, they're going to do bad shit. Well, they've kept it going for this long. Because what they they acquired Pebble back in December of 2016. So by this long, you mean a year and a half? Because it's going to be June. Okay. Yeah, they've kept Pebble going for a year and a half. And the people who bought Pebbles expecting them to last for you know ever. Yeah. Um, the good news is Pebble watch owners can get fifty dollars off the Fitbit Ionic. Ooh. Which I think the Fitbit That's Ionic is so reassuring. See, I'm torn because I like Fitbit as a a company, but like this is underhanded and, and fucking Fit, terrible. Fitbit Dionic currently two hundred and forty bucks. Yeah, I just I don't grumble, grumble. Mm-hmm. I'm torn. I like the company. I like their customer support, but when they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna buy Pebble and then discontinue their shit," ha ha ha! Like that's. That's a slippery slope. To be clear, I used to like EA as a company because of their philosophies and customer support. And then they started doing shit like this. So yeah, the the uh, the other fun bit was, um, this is not a topic, but I got an email uh, last uh-huh. week from Navdi stating, and I quote this, um, that... Uh, during in the email it says what this means for you because they said that they were uh, looking at you know no longer conducting business and liquidating its assets okay and this is your your like heads up display thing yep. that we looked at yes 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 okay so this is in the email says what this means for you as a navd customer is that sometime within the next couple of weeks your navd unit may stop functioning properly features like turn by turn navigation and voice recognition could fail and it is possible that this may cause the device to fail completely so the product that you well that was purchased for you yes no longer works. Well, it's still working at the moment, but but for key, how long? Yeah, key features because uh, I I, uh, I had somebody else dig into this. It was because uh, if you if you access Google's API, uh huh, which they do for uh, voice searching and for uh, navigation. Well, yeah. well. The actual turn-by-turn directions, they use NavQ, which is uh, entirely stored on the device. Kind of like your your TomTom or your Garmin. Okay. Um, But for searching for the places, they go to Google for that. And, you know, if Google realizes you're using its API too much, it will cut you off. The same thing happened with the Pokemon Go stuff. Where, you know, people were trying to use Google's API for different things. And, you know, after X amount of basically pings to Google, 
Google will say, nope, you're cut off unless you pay us money. So that's that's what's going to happen is all these navdi boxes are still going to, you know. Stop working. Yeah. By all well, these not, navdi not boxes, completely. you mean the, like, like the 500 of them that they actually managed to sell? Oh, burn. Sick burn! Because the company didn't have any sort of publicity or sales. Nope. So, um, yeah, I'm going to see, if, you know, most of the stuff I just do it for is the, the email and uh, text messaging notifications. So if that I might turn, still work. Yeah. Might. It should still work because that's just going from the phone to the Navdi and not, you know, leaving to go onto the Internet. That should be still be okay, hopefully. So, well, yeah, no, that was an aside on that one. So, yeah, no, Pebble is uh, getting all uh, closed down. But, yeah, you can get $50 off your... $250 watch. Woo! Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm worried about that, man. I'm just, I'm worried about it in the future. Uh, graphics cards. Oh my god, graphics card prices are going through the roof. Which is unfortunate, because I was just thinking about, like, maybe it's time to get another computer. Well, or is well, computer well, well. Is, like, getting, what? If you do get another computer... Buy yeah. it from an actual store. Don't try and build it yourself. But I like building it myself. I can usually I know. get it for cheaper and and get cool shit. But it's not like um, they 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 went to uh, CyberPower and they looked at one of their PCs and they got yeah. you know all the components in the PC and then they tried to go out you know on Newegg and Amazon and try and build it themselves, quote unquote. Yeah. And it was a hundred and forty-four dollars more. But, but, but why? How? Well, the total price of this was one thousand three hundred and twenty-two dollars, and four hundred and ninety-five dollars of that was the graphics card. Didn't Nvidia just come out with like way super cheaper graphics cards that are way better? Yes, but even like the cheaper the, cards the, are still increasing in price. Like the, the, the Nvidia. The 1080s were supposed to be like $500 and were supposed to be better than the Titans. Yes, but the NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1080 MSRP of $550 currently, good luck trying to find one for less than 1000 What? Why? Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency. Is this a real thing? Because like, I went and I just searched for GTX 1080 and I found some for 550 Where? Uh, this one's at a store in Arizona. This one is 559 uh, from Daily Deals. This one's 540 from uh, from Home and Electronics. So it doesn't really say the store. Well, yeah, no. The the currently the 10 GTX 1070 on eBay is 900 dollars. Jeez. Yeah, you know MSRP of 380. Okay. So that's expensive. Yeah, so if you got a graphics card that you're not currently using, I checked the eBay price on it right now. Because, yeah, even the even the $100 cards are still, you know, up in price on eBay. But So just, like, people are buying them up for cryptocurrency? Yep. And we really missed the boat on that. I know. Oh, I it's know. Like but getting into that with... with um, early days of Bitcoin when a single person could have actually mined a Bitcoin. But yeah, right now, graphics cards, expensive. So could I, like, sell my graphics card? That's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, it's a 
graphics card. See if you can it's put a it up seller's on market. No, because yeah. mine is the nine. I think I have a nine eighty, nine sixty, nine eighty somewhere in there. So it's not nearly at that same level. Well, that that's unfortunate. Like significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got topic wise? Oh, speaking of price increases. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft Rainbow Six came out two years ago. Uh, okay, I'll take your word on that one. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege came out a couple years ago. They uh, decided that they were no longer going to sell the standard edition of the game anymore. Because it's still a very popular game. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer on the thing's going crazy. Um, so they were going to get rid of the standard edition for $40 and come out with a... advanced edition. Ooh. And what, pray tell, is in the advanced edition? Well, it's the standard edition, um, except uh, you earn XP, basically, at a quicker pace. Uh, You get uh, some in-game currency, and you get 10 loot boxes. You know, I, I was watching a um, extra credits video. Are you familiar with the extra credits? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was on the Escapist. Yeah, yeah. They they had a, a really good. It wasn't on the Escapist. Extra credits? Yeah, I think that started on the Escapist. Maybe it started there. They have their own thing now. Well, yeah, because um, the Escapist is kind of. Yeah, they they just put out a video this week of like should retail AAA video games actually cost $60 now versus costing more like $80 or $90. And pointing out that it's partly because of the $60 thing that people are doing like DLC on day one and loot boxes and friggin' advanced versions. It's just blah, blah, I say. So yeah, so the the basic mode was going to cost sixty dollars rather than forty, and you um, get ten loot boxes. Which, mind you, you actually have to pay real money for the loot boxes. You cannot do anything in the game to earn them. You have to pay real money for their loot. Have boxes? to pay real money. Damn. Um, those aren't loot boxes, right? If you have to pay real money for them, they they are not loot boxes. Yeah, they're just you know cheater box. Well, no, because they're all cosmetic items, so there's nothing actually in the boxes that doesn't, you know, it's all cosmetic. But then why? I don't know. Here's the other kicker. Okay, so you you know, you screwed everybody who, you know, wants the game for $40. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to pay 60 now to get into the game. But now, those who actually have been in the game since 2015 and, you know, continued to support it over these years... They now will only get four loot boxes. So it's like, okay, so you're you're pissing off your new people and your veterans at the same time? Yeah. That takes skill. <sighs> no surprise, you know, though, uh, everybody was upset about it. Yeah. I, I, as you say, I am not surprised. Are they still going through with it? Uh, no. Hold on, let me bring up... The, uh, the, uh, okay, so the changes after, you know, after the fallout from this, uh, the $40 standard edition will still be available. Granted, you'll still have the slower XP gain. Mm-hmm. 
um, players who own the game and play an online match between now and March 6th will get uh, an Elite skin for free. And they're also said they're working on ways to make the PC-only Starter Edition, which gets you the maps but not really many of the characters, which is $15. Um, And they want to make it easier to basically grind XP for the Starter Edition. So they've, you know, they've they've changed the price point. Everybody gets the skin for free, but they still haven't touched the loot boxes. So good times. Yeah. Grumble, grumble. This is like Cranky Dave episode. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about net neutrality? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly. I'm looking at the rest of the topics. I'm like, shit, 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 shit. We already hit the good topics. There aren't, there's like a good topic on here. Which is? The Falcon Heavy. Well, there's another one there. Um, We talked about the Xbox Game Pass, right? Yes. This is the like Netflix for Xbox. Yeah. For $10 a month, you get access to 100 plus games, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, um, Xbox Game Pass will now feature new releases from first-party studios. Okay. So, the day it comes out, you could rent, quote-unquote, Sea of Thieves. You could rent State of Decay 2. You could rent Crackdown 3 the day they come out. Okay. So, are, are you ready for this? Yeah. Why this is something that's kind of upsetting? Okay. Go look up GameStop stock for the last year. Uh, GameStop stock... One year, oh, slide guess whistle. Yeah, guess whose lunch Microsoft is eating with this Game Pass thing? Well, Dave, it's not going to get any better because they were also, in the announcement, careful to note that any new Halo, Forza, or Gear of War game will also be included whenever they come out. Yeah. I'm so excited for this as I watch my GameStop stock just dwindle to nothing. Yeah. Times they that, are a change. It's that point where you, you like double down, right? You say like <laughs> they got to turn this around. Like the stock is the lowest it's been in years. They've got to be able to turn that around at some point. Yeah, maybe. Toys are Russ. Andy and I are not financial advisors. Please do not take our, uh, our our recommendations as actual recommendations. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> See, speaking of you know doubling down on everything, so the the two biggest radio uh, radio station owners in the United States, Cumulus and iHeartMedia, right? Yeah, Cumulus Media just went into Chapter Eleven back in November. With its debt of over $1 billion. That's a lot of debt. Yep. And then iHeartMedia is also looking about going into bankruptcy. But they are currently trying to (laughs) file a claim in the bankruptcy court against Cumulus for $186,000. But Cumulus is... Oh, right. A, Cumulus is bankrupt. B, $186,000? Yes. Not million. No. Just $186,000. Yes. What did they do? Borrow a lawyer for a day? Uh, unpaid uh, network spots. One hundred eighty-six thousand. Yes, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, 
You know, Cumulus is billion dollars in debt. iHeart Media is looking to be basically going into bankruptcy. For probably being millions upon millions of dollars in debt. Uh, the nation's largest radio conglomerate, iHeartMedia, has been seeking all year to avoid bankruptcy by renegotiating more than $15 billion of its own debt. I, this, sorry, this is just one of those things where it's like, okay, you're billions in debt, you're billions in debt, and you're going to file a claim in court for $186,000, really? Oh my God. <laughs> How petty. Talking about, you know, people doubling down, it's all the investors in these radio conglomerates are like oh yeah they're gonna turn it around they're gonna turn it around they're gonna turn it around maybe maybe Maybe. Mm, don't know so yeah when you said doubling down that's in my head i just keep on you know reading these stories about people reinvesting in these companies and you're just like it's not my money so i mean it, it it it's not but don't you work for a company that is owned by one of those two? No. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Midwest Communications is a family-owned company. Well, that's good. So the question then becomes, you know, how, you know, rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. You know, if the, the two biggest people in your industry are sinking, is that going to pull everybody else down with it? Or I don't know. Or does it mean that there's room to grow because yeah, that's, the market the is collapsing? The two biggest ones are collapsing around you. Yeah, that's the that's the debate going on right now. Um, or are they just going to get bailed out? That's the yeah the other question. So um, yeah, last bit of news before we should hit the randoms. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Phil Harrison, you remember Phil Harrison, right? Vaguely worked for Xbox and worked for yeah. PlayStation. Okay, that Phil Harrison. Okay. Yes, what about Phil Harrison? He has now accepted a position at Google. As a... As a vice president and general manager. Of? An undisclosed part of Google. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there has been no official announcement from Google about this. The only people way they knew it was, you know, Phil Harrison tweeted in his own account saying that, you know, I work for Google now. Yeah. So mysterious. <laughs> what do you think Google is going to do with Phil Harrison? Um, what is he, what is he in charge of? What is he you know? the VP of? Yeah. He's the VP he's, of something. He used to be like the head of Xbox, right? Yeah. What would he, you're basically taking like the, a former head of Sony and a former head of Xbox and you're bringing him to Google. For what? I don't know. There's there's no way, right? You know exactly what I'm thinking. I, I hope you do. And there's no way. It's Google. I have no idea what you're thinking. It could be anything. That they're going to come out with like a console? Oh, oh yeah. Like a... But, but there's no way. Why? Why would they want to do that? Why would they even want to try to break into that market? They have Android. Okay, so you make an Android Steam machine. It's been tried. It fails. (laughs) No one wants it. For a console to be viable, it has to be like... uh, Are you going to pay $200 for a console to play Android games? No. So why do you think Google's going to do it? I don't know. Because they want to be everywhere? They already are. 
And just in case you're wondering, yes, that is actually what I was thinking that you were thinking, but I wanted to make sure. Okay. They can't be making their own console. Uh, he might be being brought on for, like, the Google Home integration or something like that. Nobody knows. It's, you know, entirely... But, like, they have their Chromebook stuff. So I don't... I okay, don't know okay, here we go. Of. Reuters has got a little bit more news. Yeah. Has joined the hardware development unit at Google. Uh, he is reporting to Rick... Osterlock, Google Senior Vice President for Hardware. That's... Rick's team designs Pixel smartphones, Chromebook laptops, home smart speakers, and Daydream virtual reality headsets. Yeah. So, (laughs) he's going to Google, working in their hardware department. To do something. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't know what. He's just going to do something. Mm-hmm. God damn, Google, why, what, how? I don't know. I guess we'll find out at some point in the future. I guess so. Right, we should hit the randoms. Yep. Before, you know, my internet goes out again. It's actually been pretty Probably. steady. And now that I've said that, you know. Yeah, it's it's been pretty good ever since all of that issue. Uh, so, uh, random review, it's my week. Yes. I am reviewing HQ Trivia because it is now available in both iOS and Android devices. Ooh. So in case you um, don't know, HQ Trivia is kind of basically like the next iteration of 1 versus 100. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an online competitive trivia board game. Yes, for your phone. Okay. Um, so it's... Just like 1 versus 100, it's at a specific time. There's one game at 3 p.m. Eastern, and then there's another game at 9 p.m. Eastern every day. And it's 12 questions. Just like 1 versus 100, they start out pretty dang easy. Mm-hmm. And, and then, get progressively harder? Yes. And uh, it's, you know, one shot and you're out. So if you, as soon as you get a question wrong, you're done for that game. And so it starts out with, like, you know, I've seen uh, over a million people start out a game and then, you know, end up with maybe, like, hundreds of my people at the end of the 12 questions. The uh, farthest I've gotten is nine questions correct. And then I got a question about The Hills, which I knew was a show on MTV, but beyond that, I knew nothing about it. So I, you know, just randomly guessed one of the three, and I guessed wrong. But yeah, no, uh, it's... It's a quiz show on your phone. Cash prize uh, is uh, now up to uh, $2,500. So if you get all quest- 12 questions right, you split the cash prize with everybody else who's gotten 12 questions right, which, you know, normally has been around, you know, somewhere between 10 and like 20 bucks. That's pretty cool. So where's where's the money coming from? That's the excellent question because there's no advertising. It's a free app. You're paying out real money. So where is where is the influx of the money coming from? Um, <laughs> and no surprise, people have already done you know topics about this of you know how does HQ make money? And the answer is they don't. They don't. At least not yet. Nope. Uh, right now, according to them. 
They've had a ton of interest from brands and agencies who want to collaborate, but they've never had any sponsored questions or content or anything like that. The company is currently backed by venture capital money. Mm. So somebody is paying in, hoping that, you know, sooner or later it's going to be self-sustaining. But right now it's not. So is it fun? Because I remember, like, we used to hang out and play one verse 100. Yeah. Like, we'd all get together in the same room and sit there and play, and it was, like, a great time. Um, well, because it's 12 questions and you only have 10 seconds to answer, the game is pretty is done pretty dang quickly. Okay. So it's just like, you know, you could get everybody together, but it'd be literally like by the time everybody kind of gets together, game would have already started and probably been over. It's like, you know, sometimes game starts at 3 and, you know, the game is done by 3.15. You come in, you answer your trivia questions, you get out. Okay. So very short. Yes. If I were to register, uh, I think it's asking for a referral code. Oh, well, let me see if I can get my referral code. Uh, oh, my referral code is QS23. Something tells me that you made up your referral code. <laughs> I think your referral code is your name, and I guess nobody else took the name QS23. Okay. Next game is at 8 p.m. Central Time. A $15,000 prize. Oh, yeah, the Sunday night games are normally bigger prizes. Oh, this one also is going to be 15 questions rather than 12. Oh, all right. But yeah, no, it's it's basically the next iteration of 1 versus 100. you got to be there at a specific time. It's a live show. The hosts are kind of annoying, so I don't actually play that often with the sound on or on very loud. Okay. Oh, but there, there are hosts. Like, this is a real quiz show. Yes, there is an actual host there who, you know, reads you the questions as they appear on your screen and, you know, gives you a little funny answers and that sort of thing there. Cool. Okay. That that sounds good. So, yeah. You know, and you're like it's like one versus one because you're playing against millions of people and sometimes, you know, you just get lucky, lucky with the guesses. Have you have you won anything yet? Nope. I have won Aww. zero. Like I said, I gotten farthest I've gotten is nine questions in. Okay. So, We'll have to give it a shot. Yep. All right. Uh, Random topic. Random topic. World ahead of time. Dave, are you afraid of clowns? Some. Like, as a general rule, no. But some clowns, yes. Like, Pennywise is creepy. Yeah. So, like, some of them, yes. Terrified. As a general rule, no, I am not afraid of clowns. Are you? Not really, no. Okay, then. We aren't afraid of clowns. No, it's, you know, I I can understand that some people are afraid of clowns. And like I said, Pennywise, creepy. And and as I said, as a general rule, not afraid of clowns. Specific clowns, probably, yeah, like there's definitely some creepy-ass clowns out there. But as a general rule, no. No. Now, the question is, you know, since we have a child, at some point, are we going to have a clown at the birthday party? Probably not. But, you know, I, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm not afraid of clowns. I don't even, yeah, no, they're just clowns. Okay. You know, people dressed up as the Joker, slightly creepy. Yep. Are, are you afraid of the Joker? I don't know, because then there's multiple levels of the Joker, like the Sid Caesar Joker, the Jack Nicholson Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker, the Mark Hamill Joker. Mark Hamill Joker is amazing. Also, the question is, which Mark Hamill Joker are you talking the video game? Like uh, Arkham the, Asylum Joker no, versus the, the animated series Joker. Animated series Joker. 
But yeah, the animated series Joker is hilarious. It's just, you know, because they had to make it, you know, family friendly. And then you hear, you know, Mark Hamill's voice in the Arkham Asylum Joker. And you're just like, ooh, this got dark. Yeah. It's got dark and this got dark fast. Yeah. Is that all the Jokers that have been there? Uh, no, you forgot the newest one. Oh, yeah. I don't remember his name because he doesn't count. Uh, also, there's the Joker from the Injustice games. Which is Richard Epcar. I'm looking for IMDB for him so that I know what else he's done. Joker and other media. Here we go. Jared Leto. There we go. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Richard Epcar. What else has he done? Oh, Adam Baldwin played Green Lantern. Oh, in the uh, animated series. In Injustice. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Injustice had a really awesome voice cast, just to be clear. Like, Kevin Conroy was Batman, and uh, Harley Quinn was um, Tara Strong. Oh, why does that name sound familiar? Tara Strong or Harley Quinn? No. Yes, Harley Quinn. No, no, Tara Strong. Um, because she voiced every cartoon that you watched growing up. How many? How many? All right. Uh, Tara Strong. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I'm looking at her list right now. Damn. Yeah, go go all the way back to, like, the 90s and see what she voiced in the 90s. Yeah, she did a lot. She was Barbara Gordon. I still can't believe some of these things were like, really? They did a Bill and Ted cartoon? They did a they Ace did. Ventura cartoon? They did indeed, and Tara Strong was in there. Uh, she Most famous once we got to, like, the um, Powerpuff Girls era, because yeah. she was Bubbles. Oh, and then she was Timmy from Fairly Odd Parents. Timon and Pumbaa cartoon. Yeah. Uh, she was. Who else would you know her as? She was a lot of things. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Dang. Oh, yeah, she was Omi from Shaolin Showdown. She was Dill Pickles. She did a lot. And continues to do a lot. Like, she's yeah, totally. uh, Twilight, Twilight Sparkle in uh, My Little Ponies. I wonder if, like, Hill, her and, like, Phil Lamar have been up doing something. No, not, uh... Phil Lamar? Who do you mean? Not, not Phil Lamar. Or is it the guy who did, uh, Brain? Oh, um... Maurice LaMarche? Yes. Sorry. Maybe? I, I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to design, though, putting two names in and, and searching IMDb for things they did together. Oh, that's actually a feature in IMDb. Is it? Yeah. If I remember okay. correct, it used to be a feature in IMDb. Ah. Uh, hey, did we talk about the fact that Animaniacs is coming back? I'm not sure. Oh, Animaniacs is coming back. Well then. Good night, everybody. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>